It's a little bit funny This feeling inside I'm not one of those who can easily hide I don't have much money But boy, if I did I'd buy a big house where we both could live If I was a sculptor But then again, no Or a man who makes potions in a traveling show I know it's not much But it's the best I can do My gift is my song And this one's for you And you can tell everybody This is your song It may be quite simple But now that it's done I hope you don't mind I hope you don't mind That I put down in the words How wonderful life is While you're in Other verses, well, they've got me quite cross But the sun's been quite kind While I wrote this song It's for people like you that Keep it turned on So excuse me for getting But these things I do See, I've forgotten if they're green or they're blue. Anyway, the thing is, what I really mean. Yours are the sweetest guys I've ever seen. And you can tell everybody this is the song. It may be quite simple, but now that it's done, I hope you don't mind, I hope you don't mind, that I put down in the words, how wonderful life is, while you're in the world. I hope you don't mind, I hope you don't mind. Elton John, your song. Todd and Jay. 
life of the... Why am I talking this deep? What's going on today? I'm trying to do your Barry White for uh, Valentine's Day. That's right. It is Valentine's Day. The uh, the holiday of lovers. The... Well, okay. I'll go with it. <laughs> it's Elton John. Love, your song. Love, hate, good, bad. I think there's all kinds of different Valentines. I think there's a lot we can talk about today, too. A lot of... A lot of directions we can go on the right. quote-unquote love song. Yeah, we opened with with Elton John though. I mean, it's got to be a, a darn near perfect love song. Yeah, that's one of the uh, classic love songs of all time. And nearly fifty years old, really stands up. Yeah, it stands the test of time, man. That's good, good music. And I surprised you with this little tidbit before, but I'll lay it out there for everyone. It was, you know, written by Elton John and Bernie Taupin, but it was right. first recorded. By Three Dog Night. I would have never, never known that. No, I have no idea what it sounds like. What I don't think that. Like. I don't think the Three Dog Night version even made it to the charts, did it? I don't know because I've never heard it. Yeah, I've never heard Elton it John, right? Oh, but we talk about love songs. Man, we can talk about the mushy love songs, pop songs, power ballads, right? The sexy tunes. There's even, there's like fast rocking love songs. There's so many songs written about love, the topic of love. Breakup songs, I loved you, now I hate you songs. Right, right. <laughs> I think we might throw some of those in there as well. <laughs> yeah, this may wind up being one of our extended editions, depending on how long we want to take this. Special edition, holiday version. Yeah, holiday version, because it's the biggest topic out there right. for music. Right. How many... Artists have not written something about love across every genre. Rap, R&B, hip-hop, country, rock. Right. I think when people write songs, that's just, um, they write about what they feel. They write about what they know. And everybody at some point in their life has experienced love or heartache or something about a woman or a man, some type of relationship. And those are what affects us the deepest. Yeah. So you write about what you know and you write about what you feel. I love songs when I when I listen to that song and I sit back and I go, man, I know what that guy was thinking when he wrote that song. Oh, yeah. I know what he was going through when he wrote those words. So that's That's one thing I like about your song is it's really simple. The lyrics are simple and very direct. Right. You know, very straightforward. Right. Kind of even a little self-deprecating. Yeah. He's saying, you know. I might not even be really good at this, but right. this is what I'm trying to get across. Right. I'm just trying to express my love for you, and as corny as it may be. But it's a great song. Oh, yeah. What what direction are we going to go with this now? Do we want to keep on? We should... I don't know. When I'm think, I think about love songs, they make me think of all the millions of mixtapes I made. Oh, my God. <laughs> In my <laughs> late teens, early 20s. Oh, yeah. King of the mixtape. King of the mixtape. Jay, King of the mixtape. Well, apparently, and I always have to bring it back to a movie, and we've talked about High Fidelity yeah. several times. Right. And John Cusack gives the rules for right, for putting together a mixtape. Right. You know, you got to hit it really hard, but you don't want to, you know, get it all the good, great stuff up, out there all at once. You got to ease it back a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's an art. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I remember making some mixtapes myself, man. And then mix CDs, actually. Fancy. I didn't really make anyone a mix CD, or maybe not too many of them. Yeah. I made plenty of mix CDs for myself, for the car. Right, right. 
for that big binder of CDs I had in the front seat with like yeah. 200 discs in it. I had the same one. You drive down the road and pop that thing up on the steering wheel and <laughs> flip through the pages to find whatever disc you're looking for. I still have those somewhere. Totally safe. Oh, totally yeah. Safe. I have like three or four of those somewhere, though. So somewhere there's a lot of CDs. Yeah, I think I have a couple upstairs, too. So That's something that's really gone. Well, I have like I have like 2,000 CDs here. That many? I don't yeah. have that many. I I do. I I've actually donated over the last couple of years. I've been going through my collection and things that I'll never listen to again. I've donated to the library. Yeah. But I still I I've got a lot of stuff that I'm holding on to. So movie collections are going that way too. Everything's <clears throat> digital now. Right. Well, you can get everything online. It's so easy to a new album comes out and you can just hop on iTunes and buy it, download it. You've got it in 30 seconds. No running to the store. No picking it up. Trying to get the CD out of that stinking wrapper and stickers. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> but it, there was something always exciting about going to the music store, right. though, on a new release. Yeah. Oh, I still love when I get a, a CD to look inside and look at the artwork and look at the thank yous and who played on the album and things like that. That's one of the things I still like about actually having the physical cd in my hand i think it was the third pearl jam album that came out and you opened up the the cd and all these fake polaroids came spilling out of it nice it was all part of the, the liner yeah um foo fighters did one a couple of years ago mm-hmm. that they actually recorded on a reel to reel oh and, and, and Dave's, you got a piece Dave's of the garage yeah you got a piece of the uh actual tape oh that's pretty slick yeah that was cool Sounds like a very Foo Fighters thing to do. Yeah, totally. Dave Grohl. We're going to have to do some an episode on Dave Grohl and some Foo Fighters. So. Yeah. Oh, and his career's gone beyond yeah. Nirvana and Foo Fighters, too, because he's played for... What, did he play for them, Crooked Vultures? He played for one of the super groups. He shows up everywhere yeah. anyway, man. Yeah. I mean, we could run down to Burger King, and he might be there right now. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> They're probably the most down-to-earth. Right. <laughs> Say, hey, fellas. Right. Oh, anything you want to hear? You want to? What do you want to get us started on after? What do you What do you got queued up, man? Surprise me with something. I, I know actually, we talked about some stuff the other day, but I, I actually have something queued up because of high fidelity, and we'll talk oh, about it afterwards. Nice. You ready? Hit me. No new. I 
There's just too much language in it, and right. I know we really strive to not put a lot right. of language into our podcasts. But uh, you, you still haven't seen it, right? No. The, the, like Jack Black, John Cusack, they work in a record shop, and it doesn't make a lot of money. It's just there, caters to some like exclusive customers. But this guy comes in, and uh, he wants a copy of this song for his daughter, and Jack Black just goes off on him. <laughs> And he's like, there's no way your daughter likes this song. Oh, wait, she's not in a coma, is she? <laughs> just tears this guy apart nice. instead of just selling him the record. Sweet. He's such a jerk. But yeah, not not suitable for our airplane. Yeah, this is a great love song, man. I think everybody knows this love song, Stevie Wonder. Is there an instrument in this song? Is, is the whole thing synthesized? I think so. Listen. That's even a, the drums, that's a drum machine. yeah, even the drums and everything like are, maybe are the, fake. Maybe the right. bass, but even the bass sounds right. But he was actually—that's from our last episode, man. Michigan musician Stevie Wonder. So, Saginaw was he born? Yeah, I. Well, I'm looking. Good question. Check it out. <laughs> Find out <laughs> before we misquote. Oh, yeah, Saginaw. Nice. Good call, man. I don't know where I pulled that out. (laughs) (laughs) Jay has this extensive file in his brain of facts that... That are rarely useful. (laughs) At some point in your life, you may need these if you're playing bar trivia. (laughs) I don't know where they come from, but they're there. So, yeah, if you want me on a trivia team, I'm usually pretty good. I use them to my advantage. <laughs> I'm good at the music trivia. I can I can yeah. hold my own with music trivia. You're usually better at that than I am. Remember when they had the uh, Music Jeopardy on VH1 a few years ago? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I used to love that show, man. I was I killed it on there. My buddy Mark was always like, you got to go on that show, man. You could win. I watched it, and I thought, well, I'm going to do well at this. And they threw out some really tough questions. Yeah, there was some there was some hard ones on there. So love songs, man. Valentine's Day. It is. How about the other component of that? How about the sexy love songs? <laughs> An integral part of the mixtape. Kind it, of, it's true. Of put it towards the end because you're trying to. Yeah. Get to a point. You know what you're get, You know what you're going after. Uh, you're trying to get to that point, man. So I have two that come to uh, that come to mind. And one is Lady in Red, and the other is Wicked Game. Both of those songs are, are I think, very sexy love songs. God, I built such an extensive playlist for today that I can't even find them. I know I put them on there. Here we go. Yeah, um, Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. I just, I, I think the the video. Mm-hmm. Like you, you really almost have to watch the video. Well, you don't have to, but 
I can't hear the song now without thinking of that video. Right. And for, I don't know what year it came out, but I was probably in my late teens. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty hot for MTV. Yeah, I think I was in high school at the time. You know, so I'm almost wondering now, like, wow, like how'd they get away with that? Other than the fact that it's just because they're on cable. Right. But... <laughs> song man that twangy almost almost kind of rockabilly sound just that clean nice drawn out notes his voice man i never put it together until today but who does he sound like who does he remind you of vocally at least in this song in that song yeah i don't know 
I'm I'm really, going, like, man. I'm like, man, he sounds like Roy Orbison. Yeah. Pulling that, I don't know if that's in, intentional. Does. How much Chris Isaac have you listened to? I really don't not know a lot, lot of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, not a lot other than this song. This song does remind me of uh, that Bruce Springsteen song, though. Which one? I'm on fire. Oh, yeah. They're, they're very similar. That song disturbs me. Is, yeah. it, is it supposed to? I don't know. It's kind of... It is. It's a great song, but it's kind of creepy a little bit. Hey, little girl. Is your daddy home? Did he go and leave you all alone? I know, right? It's just a, the yeah. opening lines. You're just like, what are you, what are you doing here, Bruce? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, a cool tune. Right. I mean, music, right. musically. Right. Just thematically, it just is a little... Huh. <laughs> all right, Chris Isaac, movie trivia. What very well-known horror movie is he in? I don't know, man. One of the few horror movies to win Best Picture came out around the same time. I don't know. Open the J files <laughs> and tell me. He's in Silence of the Lambs. Is he really? Yeah, he's one of the SWAT guys at the end when Hannibal Lecter's in the hotel. They're keep or in, what are they keeping him in? But there's an elevator. Yeah. He's one of the SWAT guys who. Really? Yeah, goes in on the elevator. I never would have known that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know? Um, just on that same line of thinking, John Bon Jovi was in a movie as well. I've seen like, him in, in a romance, like a not rom-com. A, no, this movie. is before he was uh, well-known in movies. He was in Young Guns. Two, the second one. He was one of the uh, one of the guys that they rounded up, and there's a scene where they're throwing these guys into a hole in the ground like a little jail, and he's one of the guys that gets thrown in there. Is that Blaze of Glory he wrote for that? For yes. Young Guns 2. Yep. Right. And he was in the movie. Just a little cameo. And so, sexy love songs. I know this wasn't on your list. That's okay. Hit me with it. But it it came up because this has always been one of my favorite sexy love songs. And I love this woman's voice. And I, I love her music I have for years. Fran she, Drescher. Yeah. Yeah. No. She's the one. <laughs> I love that voice. No, <laughs> not at all. That's not true. Uh, Sade. Oh, yeah. Sade. Love. Oh, man. <laughs> She's got some great love songs, but one of my favorites by her is No Ordinary Love. And it's just, it's a super, to me, sexy love song. Just incredible. The guitar stuff in it, her voice, just all the music, the bass line in it. It's very sexual song i think <laughs> off the air remind me to tell you a story about Shade. oh my god <laughs> it's <gosh>. not fit <laughs> for public consumption oh man <laughs> remind me it's a good story <laughs> sweet it's got a funny epilogue too <laughs> nice you got me some Shade. oh yeah that's just that bass line right there just grabs you oh yeah, yeah. wait till you hear her voice singing in this song man Yeah.
right there where that distorted guitar starts coming and tin, 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 tin. it like builds that whole dynamic of that song I think there's only one way to dis- describe her voice though and that's sultry oh yeah yeah I got a crush on that woman I like listening to her sing but she don't look bad either no she's I just looked her up she's 60 now really yeah I would, she's one of the people that I would love to see live that I never got to so I watch every now and then to see if she's coming around Detroit so that I can go oh I could totally see her at the soundboard oh yeah speaking of which I was there last night yeah how is that place it was a venue that's the first time I'd ever been there and I was totally impressed man it's um I had this misconception of it that it was this big huge room mm-hmm. and it's not it's a smaller venue Oh, see, I pictured it small for some reason. Yeah, it's a small venue. Sound was incredible. Um, nice atmosphere. Just a really good place to see a show. I'll definitely go there again. But hung out. Um, got to see Tesla last night, which was awesome. Got to hang out, meet the guys. Bunch of fun, very nice guys. Had a good time. Shout out to my uh, my funk soul brother, Heath Bathgate. <laughs> from Gibson Guitars and the band that I play in with him, Thunder Funk. Now, Thanks we, for the hookup. And his, uh, and his wife, too, Shelly, for uh, giving up the ticket and letting me go instead. That was sweet of her. Yes, very nice. So to compare... Um, sorry, I just really want to see what this place looks like. We saw a show at the Pyramid Scheme in Grand Rapids. We, oh, saw, yeah. we saw Black Joe Lewis and the right. Honey Bears there. Um, how big is it compared to the size of that place? It's a little bigger than that. Is it? Um, the main floor. I'm sure the sounds better too. Oh, the the sound was incredible. The mix was just phenomenal. You could hear everything. The bass was thumping. I mean, you could feel it in your chest, and I love that at yeah. a live show. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, the main floor was probably comparable to the pyramid, but then it's got um, a balcony level too that that wraps around that main floor. So you get more seating up there. Um, and then off the main floor, there's you go up a couple steps, and then there's some seating on the sides of that too. But it's a, it's a small venue, and very nice, intimate. You can get close. But just for some reason, I had this misconception that was it was a lot bigger room than that, um, just from pictures I'd seen of people and stuff there. But it's not. It's, it's very nice. Is it actual seating, or is it general admission? No, it's actual seating. Is it? Yeah. Nobody sat down the whole time we were there, but yeah, I see bands coming there all the time and, mm-hmm. and acts, and I'm like, I want to, I want to check it out. I know Morris Day and the Times coming. That's right. <laughs> that Morris Day and the Times fun. coming, and I, um, I know Michael McDonald's coming there, and I'd like to see Michael McDonald. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah, I know you're not a Michael McDonald <laughs> fan, but Sorry. I am. I like Michael McDonald. Um, and then uh, Norm McDonald, I would see. <laughs> Um, I looked at the list. There's some good bands coming in there. Ario Speedwagon's coming there for two a uh, two night set. That'd be yeah. <laughs> that I'd go check out. I would love some Ario Speedwagon, man. Um, bare naked ladies. Who doesn't like bare naked ladies? <laughs> if they ever came there, <laughs> we'd be all over it. Oh yeah, definitely. We'd have to. Definitely. It's nice too because when you walk like the entrance to the soundboard, you walk in. It's almost like a a hard rock cafe. They've got guitars on the walls from everybody that's played there. P- 
pictures and like some people signed microphones or tennis shoes or stuff like that. But they're all over. But then if you go backstage, there's like this whole wall area of pictures of people there. And there's like Eminem and um, Dave Koz and Bonnie Raitt and all the people that have played there. It's incredible. I didn't realize that many people had actually played there. Yeah, it's not that old. No. I didn't realize until maybe two two summers ago that they even did shows down there. Really? Maybe because we stayed down there after the wedding. Right. And they had listed, we could see the, I could see the marquee from our hotel room and it said coming, whatever, this Thursday, Snoop Dogg. Like, really? They Snoop do shows? Dogg. I think, yeah, it was Snoop. That would be a very small venue for him. Yeah. It's a... A very small place where a lot of smoke can accumulate. Right. That would be right. That'd be a little rough. Everybody'd be stoned in there, <laughs> whether you were doing something or not. Right. Right. On the uh, on the sexy tip, I always thought that this song was just I don't know. This song always gets me. Like if it, if you're making that mixtape and it's someone you really like and and you're really hoping for some fireworks, this one this song always kills me. Do you know what it is? Yeah, I do. Is that fair, though? I mean, is this... Yes, yes. A sexy love song doesn't have to be some slow romantic... No, this is that animal passion yes. song. Yes, yes. You let me violate you. Yep. And Trent's almost like growling over it. This is a... Rip each other's clothes off song. You let me penetrate you. Remind me uh, off the air. I have a story. <laughs> oh, man. I am going to fade it out, though, just so we can keep it clean. <laughs> we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to put a, a extra page on the website of, uh, things we can't <laughs> say on the air page. <laughs> Well, I couldn't find a clean version of this, at least stories, not that quickly. So. Stories of Todd and Jay from the basement. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who knows the refrain to, the, to this song, the chorus, yeah. Yeah, a... <laughs> yeah, it gets a little uh, beyond what we put on the air. Well, we try. Like, yeah. We really do. Right. I don't want anyone listening with their kids in the car. Right. A lot of people... off the rails. A lot of people we know that listen, like from work and stuff, have kids, and they'll listen to their car with the kids in there, and we don't want them coming back and saying hey my kid was listening when that came on the air <laughs> oh and another one but we already talked about it i'm not necessarily going to play it unless you really want to hear it though is we played this during our uh, movie soundtracks take my breath away oh yeah by, uh, by berlin from top gun i still love that movie oh yeah and when that that song I can still see that whole scene. Oh yeah, those are our formative years. Let me um actually It was actually uncomfortable because I went and saw that movie <laughs> yes. with my dad. Yeah. <laughs> there is nothing worse than watching a movie with your parents and a love scene comes yes. up. They're naked and they're licking each other and my dad's sitting next to me and I'm like, Oh, this is weird. <laughs> On the one hand, you're like, I should go get some popcorn right now. But then you're like, oh, I want to see this, though. I don't get to see this stuff much. There's no internet yet. No. Not not, not, not the, then. the extent that we have now. No, absolutely not. Oh, man. But um, I pulled this up for you, though, because we've already mentioned it, but we haven't played it yet. Um, 
with Christenberg's Lady in Red. Oh, yeah. That's, That's a, a great song. Again, takes me back to those mm-hmm. high school and middle school dances. Yep. Uh, so probably, if it's middle school for me, probably just into high school for yeah. you. Yeah, I'd probably be freshman or something. Oh, memories. <laughs> listen to that <laughs> I was just reading about it and it's also a very panned song like it's really? got a lot of a lot of vitriol towards it <laughs> so uh, Neil Norman from the Independent said only James Blunt has managed to come up with a song more irritating than Christopher's Lady in Red <laughs> there's a bunch of people who just oh my gosh pan man. the heck out of it why this is a great song what a great love song man you see this woman who's dressed in red and she just captivates you and takes your breath away and you can think of nothing but her incredible well we are well for me i'm attaching it to a very specific memory too right so that automatically just kind of adds to its sentimental value right i if you heard this song today having never heard it ever before you know i wonder if you hear it the same way i actually think i'd still like it honestly i do too i like 
I like the lyrics. I like the music in it. The, his voice. He's got a great voice. It's funny. I was while we were sitting here listening to this, and I li- really listened to the lyrics because I haven't heard it in years. The lyrics remind me of another song that I think is on the list. It's what if you're gonna say the same thing that I'm thinking of? Wonderful tonight by Eric. Clapton. Oh no, that's not where I was going. The the lyrics are very similar. Talking about yeah, I, I can see it. Yeah, the way you look tonight and that wonderful tonight is talking about how wonderful she is and how great she looks tonight. And I mean the same kind of concept of that whole song. But wonderful tonight was what. That came out in the 70s, I believe. Maybe 80s. Somewhere. Yeah, we'll look Somewhere around there. Um, and then by the end of the song, isn't he, he's so drunk in Wonderful Tonight that she's got to tuck she's him gotta in bed. She's got to help him home and tuck him in bed, yeah. As much as I used to hear that song, um, especially going to college with a roommate who loves Eric Clapton. So I had everything Clapton ever did at that time. Nice. So I've heard you know, you know Wonderful Tonight a million times in a bunch of different versions but i don't really remember all the the whole song anymore it's been a while 1977 so okay yep i was wondering i thought it might have just encroached into the 80s not quite no but it's it's another one of those songs that has just stood the test of time i've actually played this in bands that i've been in and i hear it all the time people use it as a love song all the time yeah Especially if your woman is blonde, because this one talks about a blonde instead of a lady in red. <laughs> and there's some live versions where it has a really long buildup before it yeah. starts playing, which it's actually really cool. Nice. Especially since if you have an ear for music, you can hear like what key they're playing in before the buildup. So you kind of right. know what they're going to lead into. Right. right. But I like when bands do that. Yeah. They do like a nice little intro and then they kick into a song. Yeah. So. Oh, 
Brooks or they remind me of each other, those two songs. Just the way they're talking about a particular woman and the things they're saying about that woman. So And who is that song infamously written about? I know this, but I can't remember. <laughs> Patty Boyd? Yes. Who was married to before Clapton? Um, George Harrison. Yeah. <laughs> so Clapton also wrote the Layla. Layla about her. Yeah. When he was trying to woo her away from his best friend. The infamous quote affair. <laughs> I mean, was George Harrison just an easier going guy? Did this come down to fisticuffs? I don't know all the I don't know the, the details yeah. either. Yeah. But she wound up leaving uh leaving George Harrison and marrying Clapton. Right. Right. And he also wrote um I think Bell Bottom Blues is about her too. Really? And that's one of my favorite. I love that. That's tune. a great tune. Yeah. That yeah. That's a good one. There's some good Clapton stuff out there, man. Oh, tons. we should we should dive into that at some point. Yeah. That's well then you're getting into Cream and Right. The Yardbirds. I think I think he's the only person in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame three times. Really? I think. And someone will have to fact check that, but right. Cream, the Yardbirds, and Solo. Yeah. There's a bunch of people who are in there twice. I think we need to, to pick it up. Give me something. What do you got, <laughs> man? What's on your mind? Well, hang on one second. Okay. You said that that song reminded you of a song. What was it? I, wait, the Krista Berg song? Right. I was kind of thinking for some reason of um, Billy and the Beaters. Oh. I don't know why. I don't know if there's a real connection between those songs or if it's just in my head. Right. But we played that. When did we play Billy Vera and the Beaters. Yeah. That's a breakup song. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a You Broke My Heart song. Oh, Family Ties. <laughs> yep. Um, delving into, okay, so... Mid '90s is when I was really getting into the whole alternative scene. Um, probably even a little bit before then. And one of the um, bands I really started to dig was The Cure. I was just gonna say The Cure. Yeah. You got me some Cure on there. Nice. <laughs> you know it. Also, one of the most disappointing bands I've ever seen live. That that is a huge disappointment, man. It's just I hate when I dig a band and then I go see them live and they're just like. Ugh. That sucked. Uh, well, at least they were in a lineup with like four or five other acts. So it's not like we just, you know, you just see The Cure or just see like some, right. some no-name opener and then The Cure. Right. And so the rest of the concert, you know, the rest of the acts were great. It was a really fun time. And then last last act to come on of the night is The Cure and they're just, I understand there's Robert Smith is moody, right? Right. But you're taking all the songs, like we're going to play Just Like Heaven next. Very fast, upbeat poppy kind of song and they slowed it way down and just made it this dreary kind of bore fest so we uh we didn't even stay for the whole thing we wound up leaving very early in the show um you ready for it yeah hit me man You can tell as soon as the song starts, though, this is going to be an upbeat.
Good song, man. And why did I start liking The Cure, you might ask? Why? Tell me, Jay, why (laughs) did you start liking The Cure? (laughs) Why would you think? Because of a girl. Because of a girl. I never listened to anything riskier than probably you two before that. (laughs) All the crazy and dumb things that men have ever done (laughs) have been because of a woman. At least it turned me on to something that I liked. Right, right. There's nothing wrong with opening your mind up to some new kind of music, man, a new genre. No, in my 20s, I remember starting to date. I worked in a, uh, what's the name of the place? Remember Lone Star Steakhouse? Oh, yeah. So, um, dated a few girls there who listened to country. And Is that the one where you threw the peanut shells on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> Until they started finding little worms in them, and yeah, we weren't allowed to do that anymore. I think uh, Jamie and I went to one not long ago, a few months ago, and I walked in, and I was like, how come there's no peanut shells on the floor? And like we give you these buckets to put them in now. That's <laughs> all sanitized. <laughs> that was the fun of going there, man. I didn't know there were any left. Yeah, there's one up. Um, it's in Canton, right out front of Guitar Center. Is it Ford Road? Yeah. Okay. Still there, huh? Yep. Holy cow. Yeah, we had a gift card from somebody and uh, we went. Was it good? Yeah, it's delicious. It's <laughs> wonderful. I was just disappointed I couldn't throw the peanut shells on the floor. That <laughs> was part of the fun. Should have protested and done it anyway. <laughs> just dumped the bucket. There you go. But in that same alternative vein, um, Peter Gabriel. Yeah. And of course. Genesis is yeah. where he came from. That's right. I always forget that. Yep. And, and Phil Collins was drumming for them at the time, right? Yep. And when he left, Phil Collins stepped up and yeah. became the lead singer. Who became their drummer? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea either. I was totally expecting you to pull it out. At one point, I think I knew that information, but I don't have the files in my head that Jay does. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have it in there either. But um, Surprisingly. <laughs> this song, I, I want to say it might have become huge on its own, but I think like a lot of people my mm. age-ish link it to another John Cusack movie. Yeah, which one was that from? Say Anything. Yeah. Which is, and I've watched it within the last couple of years. It's still great. I, I do love that movie. Really? But the iconic boombox scene where right. it's outside Diane's window and holding it up. I have to pull up. it up. I haven't seen that in years. Yeah. But I love this song. I actually heard a an acoustic version of it there, a few years back, and it was just incredible. Just an acoustic guitar. With Peter Gabriel or someone else doing it? It was somebody else. I can't remember. It was on a YouTube thing, but it was somebody else. But it, it sounded phenomenal with just that guitar and the vocals. But I love the song anyway, and the, the lyrics are just incredible. He, um, Peter Gabriel did it at the Hollywood Bowl, I think, a couple of years ago. And John Cusack came out on the stage. And everybody, oh, everybody. Did he, did he come out and hold it. up a boombox? I, I want to say he had a boombox. With a, with a long <laughs> trench coat on. In my brain he did, right? <laughs> That's, That's what I saw anyway. <laughs> was Lloyd Dobler is the character. And um, I love the scene when someone asks him, like, well, how'd you get her to go out with you? And he goes, I asked her. Nice. And he's like, who are you? <laughs> I'm Lloyd Dobler. He's just like, <laughs> it's All not nonchalant. Such, he's just such a great character. He was so like unassuming. And yeah. he's, 
He knew exactly who he was. Like, if you wanted to take a good movie to show high school kids, mm-hmm. um, well, there's some partying and drinking. I don't think it's that bad. But that's a great character to show someone because he is exactly who he puts himself out there as. Right. You know, he puts on no fronts. You know, his two best friends are girls. You know, he's he's just Lloyd Dobler. Nice. It's a very Zen Buddhist thing to be. Right, know? right. Secure in yourself. I don't even know if he was secure. I just, yeah, I guess he was. He just... He just was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know anyone from high school, like when we were in high school, who was like that, myself included. Right. We're all trying to see where we fit well, in. You're figuring out who, who you are. Right. Who I am. Right. How I'm supposed to act. Right. What I'm supposed to laugh at. You know? Right. How can I make everyone else laugh? Right. And he's just Lloyd Dobler. <laughs> Lloyd Dobler. listening to that song man like how everybody interprets these songs differently you know when i listen to that song i think you know he's talking to this girl how in her eyes he's like this incredible perfect person but he realizes he's not and that's what that song makes me think when i hear that song you know she sees him as everything she's ever wanted and he sees himself as imperfect and he wishes he could be what she sees in her eyes yeah, he's doing the Wayne's World. We're not worthy. Right, right. I just, I love, like I said, when I listen to these songs, and I, man, I know what that guy was thinking, man. I know what he was thinking when he wrote those lyrics. That's that's one of my favorite things about music. Everybody has their own interpretation of a song, 
It makes people feel different things. This song might make me go back to this happy memory where with you, you may, it may take you back to like this total heartbreak, you know? Oh, one thing I love about music that I've already mentioned is it takes you, it can take you to another place. I mean, that, right. that sounds really cliche, but I link it, you know? Right. I link this song to a very specific memory or right. time in my life, you know? Right. So that kind of adds to the impact of the song right. for me. They've actually, it's, it's incredible the things that like music can do, man. They've, I watched a video online one time. This, this uh, guy was in a nursing home, older guy, and had dementia, Parkinson's, hadn't talked. But they came in and started playing music from his generation, his era. And he actually started moving. And you could tell that he was reacting to the music. You could tell it had an effect on him. I'm sure people have done studies on it, oh, but yeah. there's, the neurons have got to connect somehow. Right. I mean, music is a very powerful tool for doing that. Well, even um, Glenn Campbell, who had just passed away a couple years yeah. ago, I mean, he had Alzheimer's. Pretty severely. Right. At the end. And um, he could still sit down and pick up a guitar and play. He could remember song lyrics, and he remembered how to play a guitar. He couldn't remember who his kids and wife were. He couldn't remember why he was in certain places, but he could still play guitar and he could still sing his songs, which is incredible. I un- I think I understand the playing guitar part because that's muscle memory, right? Right. Right. The lyrics, maybe the lyrics, you know, singing too. Right. But again, I mean, music really yeah. makes a powerful. It, it affects everything. Your your whole connection. being and your brain, everything. Just the the emotion that it brings out of somebody. Are there any? Since we're still talking about love songs, are there any love songs that just the minute you hear those opening notes, like anything in particular, any one song in particular Dude, that just I know the, one. within like a millisecond and you're just, oh, you're yeah. making the lemon face. You're just like, oh yeah. You know? I know one and I know one that you're thinking of right <laughs> now, man. Marvin Gaye. Let's get it on.
I love that song. Yeah. Oh uh, my gosh. It's timeless. <laughs> we were talking about how a song can make a certain person think one thing and then another thing. There's no mistaking what that no. song is about. No. And everybody <laughs> that thing. hears that song thinks the exact same thing. There's no question of that song. I only think of one thing. His father murdered him. I was just going to mention that, yeah. What yeah, a, I can't... I always link... Like, as soon as you're Marvin Gaye, you're like, what right, a, what right. a tragedy. But his father didn't... Mur- it was self-defense. It was self-defense, it? yeah. Um, Marvin's going a little he was off, a, the, off the rails. He was a total cokehead, man. And he had gone back home to try to get help and was just not getting help. And I think he attacked his father and his father pulled out a gun and killed him. Yeah. So... I don't think he even went. It was self defense because I don't think his father went to went to prison for it. It was proven as self defense. I'm sure at some point someone will make a movie about that. I don't know if I actually would want to see that though. That's I mean, that, the that, voice, one of the like just timeless voice right, of his generation, right? I mean, him like you you put him. There's a certain group of those guys, man. Him and Percy Sledge and Al Green. All these guys from that genre that that have these incredible songs and incredible voices, man. But just a tragic ending to to that whole story. Actually, I'm glad that you mentioned Al Green because I've got Al Green. Oh man, nice, nice. Is he the one who went on to be a pastor? I think so. In later years, I think so. But again, same. I I think I put Al Green and Marvin Gaye. I'm like I relate a lot to each other. Right. Just that same soulfulness. Yep. Even the same kind of sexiness to it, you yeah. know. Again, the first second of that song. Yeah. And I'm in. Because I relate everything to movies, this always makes me think of Pulp Fiction. 
Yeah. Which, we did movie soundtracks, but that soundtrack, that whole soundtrack from beginning right. to end is killer. Well, the whole movie from beginning to yeah. end is killer. Yeah, it's, it's, I'd have to say it's a perfect movie. Yeah. It's in my top ten. Oof, Al Green. I love it, man. Especially Marvin Gaye and Al Green back to back. Oh my gosh, man. So anyone who listens to us, and if you uh, you check out our website, if you look at the ind- individual pages for each episode, you may or may not realize this, but I link um, a playlist of all the music that we do on the show. To So you can just click on it and boom, instant Spotify playlist of everything, because we oftentimes don't play the whole thing or right. we start talking. You know, right. So but I'm thinking what I might do, um, what we could do as like a Valentine's gift is I made such a big playlist of things from which we could choose. Maybe we just put that whole playlist on. Yeah. And if you if you listen to the podcast today, and you uh, for the fellas that didn't get your woman something for Valentine's <laughs> Day, here's the perfect mixtape. Yeah, the perfect very long because there's like I think we're over sixty songs on this. Oh, nice, just, nice. Because again, like we said, like, there's so many different subgenres of love songs, right? And everyone's done them, right? Can we stay on the R&B tip and kind of yeah. bring it up a few decades? Totally, man. I don't know if you'll know this. It's a great swell. It's just I like the strings. It's nice. It's just made for your radio DJ to talk over. To buy a new Chevy. <laughs> Usually, that's the radio cut starts right here. I think. Oh no! Here, right there. Do you I know, know this song? Yeah, yeah. Because usually it starts right at the piano. Right. I never hear the intro part. That whole thing. song Casey and Jojo nice both guys from the band Joe to see before that right yeah I totally forgot about that song but I know that song and every genre does their love songs but R&B I mean yeah almost almost nobody does love songs like R&B does right speaking of we haven't really talked much about any like country love songs 
No. There's a, man, that list would be hundreds, if not thousands, of songs. Yeah. I was, um, it's really hard to pull up Garth Brooks anywhere. Really? Yeah. Because there's a few songs. He's not on Spotify? He's not. Wow. And then I even went like, well, maybe we'll just play something off YouTube or something. And he's not really on YouTube either. I wonder if he shuts all that down. I think he does. So. And hes I don't think he's on Apple Music either. Hmm. I was trying to do a real quick look. Um, we'd have to go through the old CDs and, right. and burn right. them and pull them back in. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, there's some... Like, to make you feel my love. Right. Shameless. Yeah. Those two in particular. Uh, the Shameless is probably my favorite Garth Brooks song. Yeah. And it, it's written by Billy Joel. Actually, both of those songs are written by Billy Joel, I think. Uh, to Make You Feel My Love is Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah. That's right. But Billy Joel did that song. Right. The Shameless is written by Billy Joel. I believe so, yeah. And done by Garth Brooks. Yeah, Billy's got versions of them out there, and they're good, right? right. But I really, really like... Actually, I like uh, To Make You Feel My Love um, a little bit better than Shameless. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think he really brings it home on it. Yeah. He really starts belting it. Yeah, he does a good job on that song. So I like both of them. Shameless is one of my favorites. It's always been from the time I heard it. Yeah, it's a great tune. Great song. And when he did that, that live in Central Park yeah. back in the day, and Billy Joel came up and... It was just amazing. Um, I've got some older country pulled up. What do you got? But I think it'll bring back some memories. I think it's kind of country that wandered into pop, though, isn't it? Wouldn't really call this a country song. But it's Kenny. I know it's late. I love Kenny Rogers. This is a great song. I know you're weary. And I know your plans don't include me. Still here we are. Both of us lonely. Longing for shelter from all that we see. Why should we worry? No one will care, girl. Look at the stars now, so far away. We've got tonight. Who needs tomorrow? We've got tonight, babe. Why don't you stay?
Do you think of that? Uh, what version do you, when you hear that song, or when you hear the name of that, do you think of the Bob Seger version or this version? Usually Bob Seger. Anybody that listens to this and denies that they like Kenny Rogers is a liar. <laughs> He's a hard guy to not like. I it's, like Kenny Rogers, man. It's not really my music per se, but... And, um, little fact, he's a very accomplished photographer as well. And restauranteur. Yes, Kenny Rogers Chicken. <laughs> do, do you remember the Seinfeld episode, the Kenny Rogers Chicken? Oh, vaguely... When, I remember uh, having something to do with Bible. Kramer was like addicted to, <laughs> to the chicken. <laughs> but yeah, he's a, he's quite an accomplished photographer. So he played at the Monroe County Fair years ago, and uh, I didn't go, but my buddy went, and he said there was a guy down front in the crowd, and Kenny Rogers was like joking with the guy. He's like, "You only came because your girlfriend made you, didn't you?" And the guy's <laughs> like, "Yep," and uh, he's like. I'll tell you what, for every one of my songs that you know, I'll give you $20. So every time he'd start a song, he'd look at the guy, and the guy's like, yep, <laughs> and he'd give him 20 bucks. And then before he even started singing The Gambler, he was like, here, you're going you're gonna to know this song. Doesn't <laughs> like getting paid to go to a concert. Right, exactly. Yeah, it was, I was debating, like, I wanted to, again, and we could put a bajillion more country folks on there. Oh, yeah. And I don't know why I went that route. Probably because I don't know country as well, too. Right. Or the country stuff I do know is more from, like, the 90s. Right. Maybe like John Michael Montgomery or stuff in that vein. Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks, Brooks and Dunn. Yeah. I don't really know. Now, my wife, on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. The big country fan. Yeah. I am, too, man. I love country. Well, she's the one who dragged me to Blake Shelton. Loved it. And you enjoyed it. Loved it. <laughs> Great show. A lot of fun. So we haven't talked anything really about actual Valentine's Day. No. Like what it's about, where it came from, or anything, man. It's about chocolate. About chocolate, roses, and getting it on, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. According While to Marvin Gaye. To good music. Yeah, right, yep. right, exactly, exactly. We don't make these mixtapes for nothing, ladies. <laughs> no, honestly, I know there is literally a St. Valentine. Right. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. I was just researching some things today, and I'd always heard like my whole life about like the St. Valentine's Day massacre and associated that with Valentine's Day, but it really isn't. It just so happened to happen on Valentine's Day, you know. But I was reading online about this whole weird thing man and if it's on the internet it's got to be true right well this comes from the history channel so i mean this may be legit man <laughs> um it talked about saint valentine and things but then it talks about um it's a celebration in the middle of february blah blah blah, 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 blah. um uh, decided to place saint valentine's fest day in the middle of february in an effort to Christianize the pagan celebration of Lupercalia. Okay. Yeah, Lupercalia is a, um, a fertility festival that was held back in the it day. It is about getting it on. It is. See, all the way back to the roots. It's all about getting it on. 
So you're saying Marvin Gaye invented Valentine's Day. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, if he was there at uh, 270 A.D., he did. <laughs> but that's what it's about. But this festival is like this really weird. They took, um, they went to this cave where um, Romulus and Remus, the founders, founders of, Rome, of Rome, right, were believed to have cared for, been cared for by, by a she-wolf yeah, and a wolf. lupa, right? So they would go there. The priest would sacrifice a goat for fertility and a dog for purification. And then they would take the strips of the goat's hide, uh, dip them in the, in the sacrificial blood, and take them in the streets and gently slap both women and crop fields with the goat's hides. So the first the first Valentine's Day gifts were strips of animal flesh. Yeah, dipped in blood, and yeah. you get slapped with one, and then, you know... <laughs> It helps you be and fertile. fertile, and then you get it on and make babies, and happy Valentine's Day. Here's some chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's so weird. Well, I mean, if you look at how far removed the way we celebrate Christmas is from what its actual right, is, exactly. right, exactly. Things tend to get, especially exactly. in modern days, everything's, you know, we always say everything's commercialized, the quote-unquote hallmark holidays. Right. And it gets accused of that as well, of being a Hallmark-created holiday. Yeah. But it's not. It, you know, it, it came up from the actual St. Valentine yeah. and this Lupercalia festival. <laughs> no, but they took it and ran with it for sure. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, Hallmark. Um, I, I read somewhere that they sell today over a billion greeting <sighs> cards on Valentine's Day. Just for Valentine's Just Day? Just for Valentine's Holy Day. Holy cow. Yes. That and now, now sweetest day I can definitely see is a tacked on holiday. Oh yeah, because they drop sweetest day right in the middle of there's really nothing going on, and they were like, "Hey, this is a total money maker." So I usually don't even know when sweetest day like you know it comes around, and you're like, "Oh, hey, it's October something." Yeah, because we don't is usually October. Yeah, we don't usually do anything for it. You know, hey, happy sweetest day. Oh, thanks. Yeah, done. <laughs> All right, tell me if you like this guy. He's super big now. I mean, every like this song is played at every wedding now. In fact, I refused to let it be played at my wedding because it's <laughs> so... Do you know where I'm going with this? Where do you think I'm going with this? I don't know. Hit me with it. When your legs don't oh. work like they you used like to I, let, I love Ed Sheeran, man. This is a great song. And I can't sweep you off of your feet. This is a great song. Will your mouth still remember the taste of my love? Will your eyes still smile from your cheek? Darling, I will be loving you till we're 70. And baby, my heart could still fall as hard at 23. Take me into your love 
Sharon I do um, it just got to a point though where he'd have like four songs out at the same time right and you just heard him every time he turned on it's just overload of Ed Sheeran I didn't know who he was and uh, my buddy Kevin is a truck driver and he, he drove for a touring company and uh, he came to the palace he was driving for the Ed Sheeran tour and uh, he's like you got to come up and see this guy man I'm like, I don't even know who he is. It's like, well, trust me, you're going to want to see this. And he, he sold out the palace, and it's just Ed Sheeran. He has no band with him. Oh, he, I thought he'd at least come with a backing no, band. No, he has no band. It's just him. Wow. And he kills it, man. He does, he'll, he has like all these loop pedals, and he'll yeah. start like a beat on the guitar and loop that, and then he'll play something and loop that, and then he'll play on top of that. And it's like a whole band is playing. The guy's phenomenal, man. Oh, he's a really talented dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's impressive, man. It's just funny, funny. He goes from being this kind of like pudgy, disheveled, redheaded kid to right. now he's like slimmed down. He's all tatted up. Right, and he can rap good too. Oh, doesn't he rap in that song? Sing? Yeah, yeah. Live, he was incredible, man. It was it was killer. Yeah, I wouldn't even go as far as to say he's a guilty pleasure. I just like the dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's got good music. He's a good player, too, man. He's yeah. a good guitar player. So how ironic or appropriate that it's Valentine's Day, and I was told that my oldest daughter has her first boyfriend. Oh, boy. At 13. <laughs> we could all see this coming anyway. We knew the boy. We could see the way they're flirting because they dance together, and we're oh, like... Oh, man. There's, yeah. And so it begins. I know. <laughs> I have to give him the the talk that I got on prom. My girlfriend at the time, whose father was a Southfield cop, and oh man, showed up in full uniform, pulled me into the kitchen, gave me the talk with his hand on his sidearm. Nice. No, sir. Yes, sir. I'll yep. be very good, sir. <laughs> oh, I've had a few of those talks in my day. <laughs> on which end? I've, I've taken given. taken and given <laughs> some of those talks in my day. <laughs> Oh yeah, when you got girls, as you and I both know. Yeah, definitely beautiful girls as well. Actually, I don't want to, you know, and or go towards the end of the show on on a down note. But we haven't talked about the bummer songs, you know the. Yeah, you broke my heart, and I hate your gut yeah. songs. <laughs> I mean, but we we could still have fun with it too. I mean, you could play oh, yeah. like Alanis Morissette. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Angry bee music, that's, or hey, that's part of Valentine's, man. Yeah, you know, you either you either succeed or you crash and burn. <laughs> and sometimes you crash and burn, man. Sometimes you get your heart broke. 
But I hear those songs and I think the same thing, man. I know what that guy was feeling when he wrote that. (laughs) Oh, baby. on that one man some Nazareth <laughs> nice I love that song uh, I don't know that's a great song man I can't take it seriously there was um, I have a live heart acoustic oh I could see Nancy Wilson rocking it out and it's just the two of them with an acoustic guitar and it is incredible it's like a whole new um, perspective on that song yeah, those Nancy Wilson, they, they don't get the credit they deserve. Oh, they're, they're It's not the wonderful. first time I've said that on this podcast, I think, either. Yeah, we need to, we need to do an episode on some like classic rock and, and throw some heart in there, oh, definitely. We, we have got to get... Or the girl, the girl rock stars. We've got to get the girls. Yes, girl rock stars, man. Maybe get some girls in here to talk about it and give yeah. us their perspective. Definitely. So what do you got next, man? Are we sticking with the... Uh, you broke my heart and I hate your gut songs. Maybe we're going to we take sh- it out on that note or <laughs> is that fair? What do you think? I don't know, man. Those are, those are great songs. I love them. They make me laugh. Unless you, do you have something else queued up that we want to play? <laughs> I do. I have an idea of something to end the show with. So that's what I want to end. It would be phenomenal. Well, I was going to try and play a clip from a movie. Yes. I think we might be. I think we're on the same page. So, so let's let's see how how well YouTube is going to work out for us today. <laughs> or right. we might just crash and burn. <laughs> you guys are off to a great start, don't you think? I mean... 
Cindy showed up, so right away, Scott, you gotta be pretty psyched, right? Hey, buddy, I'm not paying you to hear your thoughts on life. I'm paying you to sing. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! You know, it's funny. Some of us will never, ever find true love. Like, take, for instance, me. And I'm pretty sure that guy right there. And that lady with the sidebars. And basically everybody at table nine. But the worst thing is that me, fatty, sideburns lady, and the mutants over at table nine will never ever find a way to better the situation. Because apparently we have absolutely nothing to offer the opposite sex. You are the worst wedding singer in the world, buddy. Sir, one more outburst. I will strangle you with my microphone wire. You understand me? Now let's cut this stupid cake, because I know the fat guy's going to have a heart attack if we don't eat again soon. <laughs> and while we do that, here's a little mood music for you. Scott are newlyweds. I love when he does that. He loves her, but she loves this guy right here. And he loves somebody else. You just can't win. And so it goes until the day you die. This thing they call love is gonna make you cry. I hate you. I've had the blues, the reds, and the pinks. One thing for sure. Love stinks? Love stinks! Yeah, yeah! Love stinks! Love stinks! Yeah, yeah! Love stinks? Love stinks! Yeah, yeah! Love stinks! Love stinks! Yeah, yeah! <laughs> the wedding singer what happened to adam sandler i loved those stupid movies oh and man. they are dumb i love the wedding singer but now i can't hear that song like the real right. version of that my brain automatically goes to the wedding scene yes i love that that's one of my favorite parts what would he do <laughs> what's oh, there's the line too where his girlfriend ex-girlfriend's wearing his t-shirt I forget who the band was. Oh, Van Halen. Oh, was it Van Halen? Get out of my Van Halen shirt before the band breaks up. (laughs) (laughs) Those movies were great. Anything. The stuff he did with Drew Barrymore. What did he do? Like three or four movies with her? Because he did Fifty First Dates. Right. Which is really cute. The Wedding Singer. There's something. I feel like there's at least a third movie they did with her. Oh yeah. Um, But they paired the one where she. Oh, that's no, that's Fifty First Dates. That's what I was thinking of. I say they paired up really well on screen together, or they did. Then you start doing all this garbage for Netflix. We watched a uh, Adam Sandler movie just the other day. Um, one of the Netflix ones. No, it was. Uh, what's the one where he adopts the kid? Oh, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Yeah, we watched that one the other day. <laughs> I was laughing my butt off, man. It's wonderful. Hip Hop Anonymous. Yeah. 
That's a funny movie. He's got a five-year plan. What is it? Don't die? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we could really keep doing this all afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're already... And we're an hour and a half into this episode. Holy cow, we have bonus extended edition. Yeah. The holiday edition, man. Well, let's... Uh, I think we should get out of here because... I've got to go get ready for Valentine's. Right. What about you? Uh, Jamie's boy's got a basketball game tonight, so we're going to the game. That's what <laughs> we're doing. Who basketball games on Valentine's Day? I don't know. Well, they got makeup games because of that week oh. of the polar vortex. Yeah. 50 below zero. Snowmageddon. Right. So yeah, we're going, nasty. going to the ball game. Well, I guess we should call it a show. All right, oh, I'm then. having fun. I'll keep talking. I know we could, we could be here for a few hours on this one though. Uh, thanks for listening. Remember, this whole playlist will be and more will be on Spotify or on our on our website. It'll yes. link you to that Spotify playlist. As always, yeah. Thank you guys. We appreciate you. We're gonna get some guests in here soon. Yep. We'll have a we'll have an interview coming up soon. Not gonna tell you who it is yet, but yep, it's pretty well known. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Pretty well known artist. So gonna be awesome for sure yeah so anything else no what are you gonna take us out with man so can i do a little paul mccartney and wings all right is that okay sounds great man for you sounds great thanks for listening everyone all right man peace we love you
life doesn't come at all.